Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is June 11th, 2021, and this is broadcast number two of our show, which today I guess could be called Math and Music. I neglected to mention this last week, If you're wondering about the song you're hearing in the background, that's one of mine. It's called Vanguard Blues. I wrote the song in about 2010 or so. Finally got around to recording it in 2015. More on that later. And has now become the unofficial theme song of Math and Musings in 2021. I never really intended for it to be a podcast theme song. I'm not sure I knew what a podcast was when I wrote it, uh, but I needed something to fill the air at the top of the show, preferably something I'd written so I wouldn't have to worry about copyright issues. It also had to be easily available, like I could just go to it on Spotify and play it on my phone. Yep, that's the high-tech operation we've got around here. Play the music on my phone while I talk over it. And now I turn it down. Not entirely fail-proof, as you may have noticed last week, I I sort of goofed up the ending. I'd planned to have end theme music play as I read through my closing, uh, walk-out music as it were, but I sort of missed the cue on that. I blame the sound engineer, but that's me. For what it's worth, the music you heard at the end, and will hear hopefully at the end of today's show, is one I wrote for an album called Jazz Impressions of a Boy Named Franklin. That was an EP I released in 2018. My latest recording, actually. That one was written with end credits in mind, sort of. Uh, Originally, it was just a lick I would play to end a set, and it sort of became an actual song uh, about five years ago when I offered it as incidental music for a podcast my wife was hosting at the time. Um, She ended up going with something else. But the reworked tune made it onto my subsequent album and then its podcast cousin three years later. It's called Going Home. As I said, that EP was my most recent release, recorded in summer of 2018. You'd think that over the past year and few months, I'd have had all kinds of time to write and record music. Well, I did have all kinds of time, I just didn't do it. Honestly, over the last decade or so, I haven't done much songwriting. More than being busy, I just haven't had the inclination. Dirty little secret about being happily married with a loving family, it kind of kills your songwriting. When you lose your relationship angst, you're pretty much out of ideas for songs. At least I am. What am I going to write about? How good my life is? How much I like my wife? I did that once in 2011. The song was My Love Has Just Begun. And honestly, I think it's the last song I composed with lyrics. Straight up skunked on ideas for a decade, which is like the highest compliment you can give your romantic partner. I like you so much I can't even pretend I don't for the sake of art. That's better than any ring or marriage license. 
That's your hot take for today. Once you run out of boy-girl drama in your life, you pretty much lose the ability to write songs. I guess this is friendlier than the thing I used to say, that the proof I loved my wife was that I didn't care the several times, yes, several times, I chipped one of my front teeth. I told my dentist I didn't really care what it looked like because I was already happily married. And if I ever came in and said I wanted him to make my teeth more attractive, he should immediately question me and ask whether everything was okay at home. If this were a 90s TV show, this is where we'd put in the canned laughter. Right there, too. But back to the music. My musical biography. I realize if this is the first time you're hearing me on any of my platforms, you have no idea that I'm a songwriter and musician. And about a hundred other things, too, but I'm looking at the musical side of my life right now. I started playing the piano when I was two years old. Yes, two. You heard that correctly. I was one of those kids whose mom insisted he play the piano when he was little. The violin, too. And like most kids, I didn't really like it. By the time I was nine or so, I'd convinced my mom not to make me go to the after-school music class anymore, though I did pick up the cello at school, and then later the clarinet. Yeah, the cello and the clarinet. Could I have picked two dorkier instruments? Piano was bad enough. I already was the class geek. Put a clarinet in my hands to complete the picture. Monumental shift in coolness occurred, though, in 8th grade. This is when I decided to pick up the piano again, not playing the Mozart and Chopin my mom would have preferred, but jazz. I joined the school's jazz band, or, as it was known, the stage band. Think, like, 1930s big band. It was at this time I started taking piano lessons again, not in a little kid music class, but private lessons with a real musician. A guy who played in, like, real jazz clubs and such. A few years later, I was the guy who was playing in jazz clubs. And until this foolish pandemic, it was what I was still doing a quarter of a century later. And, big news, at the end of this month, I'll be playing my first gig in over a year. Hope I still remember how to do it. It's a private party at a country club. At this point, I'd be happy to play a kid's party in an empty parking lot somewhere. I'm in the fortunate position, and have been in the fortunate position, I guess, for the past 25 years, to have had other sources of income than playing music. That's something I've had mixed feelings about for a couple decades. It's always good at the time not to rely on the unreliable business. But in retrospect, I always wonder what I could have done had I devoted my focus to music, or the newspaper, or the TV show, or radio, or writing, or school. You know what they say about the jack-of-all-trades. The trouble with having parents who got careers right out of college and never did anything else, you, you kind of assume that's how life is meant to be lived. Ironically, I never had a career until I was 36, but that's a story for next week. This week is the musical journey. I've said before that even though I've played with dozens of bands in my life, really there have been only two, my bands 
and other people's bands. Other people's bands started with the West Middle School Stage Band. Then when I was in high school, it was groups outside of school. My first such band was called In Common Time. A few guys from school and a few new friends playing 1930s jazz and big band songs with guys born in the 70s and 80s. And for the first time, making money. Restaurants, coffee shops, town festivals. Bars I couldn't get into unless I said those magical words. I'm with the band. That phrase has opened a lot of doors for me over the years. Literally. And it also got me a few other gigs. The first of which was with the Blue Velvet Dance Band in Binghamton, New York. This time I was playing big band uh, music with guys who had lived through it the first time. It was mostly retired guys who just wanted to keep playing their horns. And then me, still in high school. I guess I uh, wanted to keep playing too. I got to play a lot actually and got to meet a ton of people, many of whom are still my friends and musical collaborators today. Most importantly was the bass player and drummer, Tom Fedorovich and Mike Stabella, respectively, whom I shanghaied into something I called the Mike O'Connell Trio in 2003. On the ledger of my bands and other people's bands, this one falls into the category of my bands. Tom, Mike, and I played a bunch of live shows together as the Mike O'Connell Trio and recorded a pair of albums and we continued to work together as the rhythm section for not only the Blue Velvet Band, but for half a dozen other groups as well. It was during this time that I also formed long-standing partnerships with Prism, Rye Bread, and the Penn Dixie Band, the last of which brought me to half a dozen states throughout the Northeast and a lot of time sitting in a van. Remember in Home Alone when Kevin's mom rides with the polka guys? Yeah, kind of like that. When I moved to the D.C. area, I pretty much gave up playing with bands, per se. I sat in with a few groups and met some people, but by this point, it was a little too professional. It felt like a job, even though it wasn't even really my job. And I had to pay people what they were actually worth. No nice guy slash good friend discount. The angle I did discover around here was piano player for hire. For those of you who may not know, the suburbs of Washington, D.C. are populated by folks who are rather well off. Now, many of these people have large homes and entertain often. As a centerpiece in these fine homes sits a beautiful fifty dollars or $60,000 grand piano that no one in the house actually knows how to play. It's an ornament. Decorator thought it would look nice. To have it produce music, the owners must pay someone to come and push the buttons. That's me. I get to go to a lot of parties. At least I did before this stupid pandemic. And later this month, it starts up again, and I am very excited. For what it's worth, you can check out all my musical offerings, most of them anyway, by searching Mike O'Connell or the Mike O'Connell Trio at Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. You know, those places where the music just exists, kind of for free. I get like a ten-thousandth of a penny or something every time you play one of my songs. I'm actually dumbfounded every time I get a check for a few dollars. 
I understand you can also buy actual CDs at some of these places. They do exist in warehouses somewhere and not just collecting dust in my shed. Yeah, I own a few myself. I've got a few copies of my book too, but that's a story for another time. My most recent full-length recording was called Still Playing at 33 and a Third. This past week I turned 39, so I guess I'm halfway to my next recording speed. Uh, That would be 45 for those of you born in this century. That record had a number of instrumental compositions I'd written several years before, including Vanguard Blues, which you heard at the top of the show, and the aforementioned My Love Has Just Begun, dedicated to my lovely wife, Leah, who ruined my ability to write a song about pain or disappointment or anything remotely sad, thank goodness. From here on, it's just happy melodies. Uh, like this one. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. The autobiography of Michael O'Connell Jr., Part 2. The musical version. Tune in next week for more information about my life and how it relates to the rest of the world. There will be some facts put forward and some opinions offered. Basically, it'll be math and musings. Math Musings is presented by Michael O'Connell. For further information or to contact, go to MikeOConnellJr.com.